Hello, welcome parents. Today we are hearing more from Sandy and Dawn, parents of a post-wilderness teen. Listen to their process of creating boundaries that actually worked and what that really means and the fallout of emotionally consequencing their son. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Parenting Post-Wilderness, your guide to parenting struggling teens. I'm your host, Beth Hillman, a mom of five boys, including a post-wilderness teen and a life coach for parents. I will guide you on how to influence lasting change by first understanding the relationship-changing power of focusing on your own behavior instead of futile attempts to control your teens. Parents, the change begins with us. So what were some of the challenges you guys faced transitioning him home? Well, we were told that when a person comes home from wilderness, there is a what they called a honeymoon period. And there certainly was, as a week or two of everything's hunky-dory and, and uh, everybody's happy and it's nice again. Uh, but the honeymoon period only lasts a couple of weeks. And then... Things started going back to old attitudes and old problems and old issues, um, challenges. And sometimes it felt to me as though this wilderness thing was a total waste of time, energy, money, everything. I mean, it, oh, it I bet. got so uh, we just reverted to pre-wilderness behavior, uh, not just um, our son, but, but Sandy and I as well. This is the same thing. You know, she isn't tears about not knowing what to do and I'm angry for the disrespect and um, so there was that was that was tough that we you know walking on eggshells and all those other past feelings uh, I found myself again unforgivably angry from some of his disrespectful behavior and it was just just like he hadn't gone mm-hmm. I think some of that might have stemmed from the fact that he had done some work and we hadn't. We thought we had, but we hadn't practiced it. He had an opportunity in wilderness to practice it with his group and with the kids he was with and with his therapist. And we only, for me anyway, I only had book knowledge. And I think we reverted back, which looking back at it, I think us reverting back caused him to revert back. Sure. We didn't have the skills to match what we needed to do. I didn't. We still couldn't hold a boundary. We still didn't mm. um, follow through on things. We still weren't together on. We, we spent hours and hours trying to come up with consequences until we realized that we had to set boundaries that we were comfortable with. So that was a whole learning process about boundaries and and consequences and how that actually worked because we had no idea. And Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the things that frustrated Benjamin the most was he'd learned how to push all of my boundaries and he realized coming back because at Wilderness there were boundaries and they were – very clear and I didn't have clear boundaries so he just began pushing them again right because he yeah could. right you mentioned the the application is is so much different than the the book knowledge you mentioned that you had all this book knowledge but when it really came time to apply 
it is really difficult, would you say? Yes. <laughs> and I think yeah. that was one of our, like now that we're at this end of the road, looking back, it was one of the blessings that having them home allowed us to get the hands-on, get dirty work that needed to be done. Mm, yeah. Don, you mentioned something I think is so interesting um, that I want to bring to light is, you know, earlier on, you both mentioned, you know, wilderness was amazing. We would do it again. Yes, it, it delivered on its promises. Now, now you can say that, right? But in the middle of him just coming home and seeing that family dynamic sort of being recreated in, in front of you and feeling like you're back at square one, although you weren't, that's, and, and then feeling like it was, it was all for naught, right? Yeah. Feeling like it was a waste of time and money and resources and everything. Exactly. And to add to that, I, I don't know that I so much, I know Don felt that way, but I don't know if so much felt that wilderness was a waste of money, but I felt like I made a mistake. We should have sent him to a different program. We should have, uh, because again, I was, wanting to run away from my responsibility and it's somebody else help me somebody else fix him right so right. as that things got bad i i wanted to send him away again <laughs> i was like man i should have done this and i didn't yes yeah it's very it's very it's very difficult to to the, the what ifs right the what ifs will really crush you if if you let them right i don't know whether i made the point or not but but one of the one of the things there in this um, reverting back to old behaviors, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just our son; it was all of us revert, mm -hmm. reverted back to the old behaviors. <laughs> we were all slipping and sliding down that path, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. And, and, and because of that, it seemed like, gosh, there's really been no change. And I think part of it was we didn't have new behaviors to work with. Yeah. We hadn't learned them yet. <laughs> right. And that was all part of the learning process. Yeah. Um, Sandy, you mentioned that you, that you had to figure out a working boundary consequence um, that, that actually was working for you, you guys and your son. Can you give an example of something that you found worked? One of the things that was a problem was the phone. The phone was just, he wanted it, we didn't want him to have it. And it became a battle. So we thought, okay, we'll have a consequence that if you do X, Y, and Z, I don't remember what, exactly what they were, but we're going to take the phone away. You have to give us the phone. Mm -hmm. And we went along fine for a week, and then he did X, Y, and Z. And we said, okay, you have to give us your phone. And guess what? He didn't. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> and we looked at it and went, okay, well, this isn't working. And we got into a huge fight about you said da 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 da, and you have to give us the phone. And, and then once we realized, it's like, that's not a boundary that's working. It's not having as much time on the phone or doing. What he would do is he would change settings and things on it 
and so um what we were doing what it wasn't a boundary we could hold so as we started because why because it wasn't ours it was we were making we were giving our boundary to him we were letting him be in control of it right so what we had to did is we said okay if you do x y and z we're just going to turn your phone off and so that was something we could do i could call the company and say hi remember me (laughs) 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 and i would just turn it off and the first time he threw a huge temper tantrum and he took everything out of our drawers and he threw it on the ground and he was because he'd learned if he caused a big enough stink that we would cave. Well, this time we held our boundary. I held my boundary. Don was very good at holding it, but I wasn't. And after I, the first time, and then the second time it happened, he came to me on about day three and he said, Mom, it doesn't matter what I do. You're not going to give me my turn my phone back on, are you? And I said, nope, I'm not. And from there, it started getting easier because we had a boundary, something that I could do that I I could do. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting him to do anything. I was doing it, and I was holding it. Amazing. And I know you told us this as we went through it. It's like, Sandy, if you hold the boundary, it's going to get easier next time. And I didn't believe you. (laughs) 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 But it did as we started finding, first of all, boundaries that we could hold and then just holding them. And, And the other aha for us was to hold the boundary without emotionally consequencing at the same time. So give me a little example of that. What does emotional consequencing look like? <laughs> oh, I'm really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to divulge all your secrets. Just just give me a, a quick example. <laughs> Emotionally consequencing. Well, if if you get in trouble you, or you make me mad or whatever, and your penalty is that you lose your car keys for a week, but then I won't talk to you for that week either. That's the emotional. I won't, uh, you know, you don't exist. Come back when your behavior changes. Mm. And I did that very well. How'd that that work for you both? (laughs) Sure didn't build relationship, did it? Yeah. The other thing for emotional consequencing is, look, look what you did. You took the phone. You know, it's your fault. You did this. And beating him up over a decision that he made. And mm-hmm. I once we stopped doing that, the the behaviors completely stopped. Like even within probably my son has <laughs> gone away to college now and is doing extremely well. We're so proud of him, but probably a month before he was going, we I went to his truck and smelled weed in his truck. And the consequence was we take the truck. And so I took the truck and I drove it away. And he came back and I said, this was what the consequence was. This is what I did. And he said, "Um, I get it back when, and I told him, and that was the end of it. There was no more talk about it. There was no more 
We continued to have our day. He didn't get upset. I didn't emotionally consequence, and life went on. <laughs> so you were able to hold the boundary, but with kindness. I, I don't know how else to say it, but yes, with without emotionally consequencing, right? Still be available. Yeah, and because we did that, we didn't get the outbursts from him that we'd gotten in the past. You know, it, we'd had such ugly, ugly responses when we held a boundary, which we had taught him how to do. Right. Because if he got ugly enough, we stopped the boundary. Yep. Yep. So how? just give me a time frame or, or give our listeners a time frame. How long that took to re reset, maybe is the word, the family dynamic? It took me months and months to hold my boundary. To just to practice and practice, huh? And to, to do it and to be okay with it. I would panic that, oh my gosh, it's going to ruin our relationship and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. He's going to blow up. So it took me months of working through with you what to do. And I'm sure you remember my phone calls like, Bap! <laughs> <laughs> Talk me off the ledge, please. And But once I learned what to do and what really I held the consequence, Don stopped emotionally consequencing his behavior maybe in two or three months, mm-hmm. if or less, that mm-hmm. his behavior changed once ours changed. Yeah. Right. The significant change would be somewhere between two and three months. Oh, that's amazing, right? It took us over a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, these adult brains of ours have, have had patterns for much longer than our children, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so fun to talk to you guys. Um, let's go ahead and I'm going to ask you a couple questions here that I, that I like to ask. Well, first I'm going to, I'm going to say, is there anything else you'd like to share that I have not asked you that you think could help somebody? Well, you know what? I, I think a side effect for this, a real positive side effect for me that I feel daily is what we learned here about dealing with our son. I get to apply in our marriage and dealing with Sandy. I find it uh, so much easier sometimes to accept what she's doing that normally I might get uptight about. Um, and, and sometimes it's simple stuff like, you know, I want caramel on my ice cream and she puts chocolate on it, you know. That, Whoa, and then, that's, there. <laughs> it could be that simple, but it's, it's showed me that, yeah, she has needs too, and so there's a there's a reward to the marriage too. I think that's we, we haven't even ever even talked about. Oh, that's nice. I think also the the skills that we're learning or have learned and are still learning is that we chose to learn them because of our son have benefited all of our relationships. Yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah, because like the whole family dynamic was able to shift, huh? Well, Even outside. Just with friends and with it, – it's changed relationship dynamics in a positive way. So I think the skills that you teach in your 
um, your parenting workshops, Beth, are not just parent-child skills. They're person-person skills. People skills. Sure. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Then I'm going to go into this question is, what piece of advice would you offer to yourself if you could just go back and, and just give a little whisper in your own ear? Sandy, I'm going to start with you. What what would you say to yourself? Like, let's say before you sent your son to wilderness. That's a really interesting question. And my first thought was that I would give advice. But when I think back to my pre-wilderness self, I wouldn't have known what to do with any of this advice, any of the specific skills. So my advice would would be, you can do this. This is going to be good for your family. And mm. don't do it alone, Sandy. Just dig in and go for it. Because mm. at the time, that's what I needed to hear. I needed to hear that I could do it, that it was going to work, that there was success on the other side of the of the chasm, the, chasm. <laughs> the huge challenge, <laughs> which I did not believe. Right. Well, cause you'd never, you'd never been on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. Or, I don't know if that's the right thing. Maybe just longer in the, you hadn't been this part of the journey. Right. Right. Don, what about you? If you were to give some kind of advice to your, your pre wilderness self, what would you, offer yourself you know, after thinking about that uh, both both Sandy and I have been through some tough times with the loss of our spouses and I look back at those hard times and I think boy there was always a lot to learn and, and it's a growth time it really is a growth time or can be and I would I would look at this tell myself remember this is a growth time uh, tough yes but that's when you grow mm-hmm. and, and there's always a lot to learn. And I just encourage myself to get started earlier and, and uh, just because there's so much there. Thank God for Sandy and all the herb research that she did. Without her help, I, I don't know whether – I don't know whether I had the personal discipline to do it uh, without Sandy, to do that much research. Uh, I'm kind of a lazy guy at heart, and I think <laughs> I can cruise and say, oh, it'll be fine. So I, I think uh, just looking at – you know, how much there is to learn. And and that goes with everything. But this was certainly a, a hard time and a time to grow the most. Right. I'm going to write, th- I actually just wrote that down in a sticky note. This is growth. I love that. I also think I would have just told myself that this is going to be one of the best things that you do for your family. Mm. I mean, can you believe that? Would you have ever believed that? Right. Not, pre-wilderness that would have been tough right would have been but I think if I was telling myself <laughs> myself <Sure>. telling myself <laughs> yeah no I, I believe that you know I, and I've said this before I don't know whether I ever told you or not Beth, uh, Beth but uh, a long 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 time ago I I was involved in a divorce and it was the darkest days of my life I still consider it the darkest days of my life but I grew the most, and it makes the rest of my life wonderful. Yeah. 
when you equate that to the dark days and what you grow and what you learn, it makes it worthwhile. Indeed. Or it, can, yeah. it can if you apply yourself. You can. And to add on to what Ron said, I think we learn the most in the hardest times. Mm-hmm. We don't learn through successes. We learn through our failures. Indeed. Do you think your son would agree? I think so. I think he maybe still is not mature enough to understand the whole process, but I know our relationship is so much better. And I see our relationship, and it's there's still times where we're we struggle and. But we, we work through it, and I think that's the difference. Yeah, you've got tools to be able to work through it, right? Yes. What one thing would each of you tell, and I actually know that you guys do offer um, support to, to other families in need through Facebook groups and whatnot, but right here, what would you both offer to someone else who's going through something very similar or who's just beginning this journey of, of, you know, wilderness and after. My biggest piece of advice would be, or support would be, don't do it alone. Don't isolate yourself. There's wonderful, wonderful resources out there. You being one of them back. And there's wonderful support groups and parents, I think I've met the most wonderful parents. Awesome. What about you, Don? <laughs> I think, I think, and they might not believe it, but but my belief is that the parents are a really big part of the problem. Mm-hmm. You got to do something about the parents. <laughs> Seriously, I'm dead serious. I know um, you are. <laughs> I because I'm in your. I agree. Go ahead. Yeah. We need to we need to change and we can change and we need we can improve and it's and hard and it takes a long time to do it. But you're part of the problem. You need to take a look at yourself, you know, and it just it was just like that thing of me and my instant anger. You know, with a lot of hard work and a lot of patient teaching, I found out there's a thought process in there that causes that anger and and uh, it's those kind of changes that will make things better. But we're part of the problem. Big part. A big part. Just a quick funny comment on that. When we were working with our counselor um, Wilderness, we were on our weekly call and he was talking to us. And Don said, do you mean to tell me that you just – did you mean to tell me that I'm the problem here? <laughs> and he laughed and he said, Actually, do you know that wilderness is a ploy to get the kids away from the parents so we can work with the parents? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He did say that. I remember. <laughs> you know, and I don't think, especially guys, guys with their egos and things that say, you know, I'm the perfect parent. Well, there isn't such a thing as a perfect parent. Only God would be. There you go. Well, thank you both so much. I feel like we could talk all day, (laughs) which we have. (laughs) Um, Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for, for being authentic, for sharing, for being willing to, you know, share some of the the tough times and um, 
just really appreciate you, be, you being here. Okay. Beth. Thank you very much, Beth, for the invitation and letting us do this. It was great. It was fun, actually. Awesome. All right. You guys take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for joining me today. If you know a struggling parent, please share this with them. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Beth Hillman Coaching or through my website, BethHillmanCoaching.com. And remember, parents, the change begins with us.